There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. <laughs> Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary, it's not that difficult, and it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey guys, welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. All right, guys, so uh, today is Monday, and it's the uh, 20th of February, and we came out of the gate swinging this morning. Uh, that's absolutely right. So uh, we were sitting mostly USDT except for our positions that we had that we were holding in XRP, in AVAX, and in Elron uh, over the weekend. So uh, if you were following me and you were following me uh, very, very closely, then that's what you had. You had those three coins in your, in your portfolio, uh, and, uh, and then you were waiting the moves for today. Now, over the weekend, there was a couple of opportunities to get in on the market, but frankly, uh, you need to take a break here and there. You know, you can't just be on top of this all the time. So, so anyway, so I took a break. I did some fun stuff, and uh, now we're back. So uh, today is a perfect time to enter the market. Now, the market today is going to be crazy. No matter when you get in on the market today, uh, it's going to look like a good time to get in, and then the market's probably going to turn against you and that kind of thing. And it's because Bitcoin is currently bobbing. It's bobbing around twenty-four thousand eight twenty-two, uh, which if it continues to go sideways so this is what's happened over the weekend and why i didn't want to get in like right away either so over the whole weekend it seems like bitcoin's been twenty four thousand eight twenty two. okay but the problem is there's been tons of movement so so where the hell's all the money going that's like what my question is so it's not pumping it every time it gets to twenty five thousand, it gets shot back down like within like the next like you know couple hours it gets shot back down and where does it go to it goes to twenty four thousand eight hundred that's like basically where it's sitting twenty four thousand uh eight hundred it, it might go uh i haven't even seen it like much well much i think one time i saw uh seven sixty five or something like that so twenty four thousand seven sixty five but as a whole it's been staying more or less like in this range here, which builds up a ton of pressure for altcoins, by the way. So that's why our portfolio is so rich in altcoins today. Okay. Also, I put some money into Ethereum. You'll see that we're sitting about 20% of our portfolio is now sitting in Ethereum. We have a little bit of money in USDT uh, right now. Only like 5% of our portfolio is in USDT. That's basically to cover like any small move if I want to or something like that. Maybe something cool comes up with like... Uh, Gala or AVAX or who knows or something like that and then you throw a little bit of extra money into it honestly like where the extra money's been going for me though it's been going into Elrond uh, because Elrond has been making that move that we talked about when Elrond was like at 37 bucks and I said it was going to go to 55 bucks well it's already hit like 53 and change which I consider that to be that move you know what I mean normally I take my profits about 53 in case it does turn or whatever this or that I haven't though now because uh, the bots and and analytics and I mean just looking at the chart and the way the coin looks I mean you don't have to be a moron you just take a look at the chart and you see that it's going to continue to go up so my projected move right now is around 60 bucks i don't think it's going to happen today or tomorrow or whatever but like maybe you know like by the end of the week something like that will start to see or start flirting with those numbers so i'm not going to mess with my i'm not going to mess with my with my trades when i say more or less now i hey i'm going to get all out into usdt from like these things or whatever uh, i'm mostly not trading elrond out 
Elrond's staying where it's going. XRP is the same thing, right? I can't trade XRP in and out. I have XRP from when it was, you know, very cheap. And I keep dollar cost averaging little bits here and there or whatever, because XRP is like a lottery ticket. That's what it is. It's like a lottery ticket. There's regulation that has to go on. And you actually have a much better chance than if you bought a lottery ticket. As a matter of fact, everybody that buys lottery tickets should cease. They should immediately just stop buying lottery tickets and then take that money and buy XRP with it. Because I'll tell you what the difference is. When you buy a lottery ticket, okay, when you buy a lottery ticket, you're basically almost 100% going to get screwed. All right? That's like what a lottery ticket does. The odds are so big that, you know, I mean, the chances are you're just going to get screwed. That's what it is. That's what the lottery ticket uh, represents. Okay? Every once in a while, your Aunt Bessie hits for $5,000 because of whatever, whatever. And then everybody in the family goes and they start buying lottery tickets or whatever, this or that. But as a whole, everybody's getting rocked, right? Well, that's because the odds are one in a gazillion that you win the lottery or whatever. But with XRP, the way I see it, it's a 50-50 chance. You put your money into XRP and soon you're going to know. And if you know, then that dollar that you put into XRP is going to be worth a lot of money. So, so it's like winning, it's like winning a lottery. I mean, so I would suggest from a smart point of view, if everybody that played the lottery, if you're really poor, Hey, poor, listen, Hey, poor, you don't have to be poor anymore. That's right. Okay. That's what, that's, that's what like, uh, that's a good use case scenario actually, man, for cryptocurrency is if people were poor and they're playing the lottery and stuff like this, why don't they just put it into a cryptocurrency like XRP or something like that and see what happens from there. I mean, it's all almost like you have a way better chance of doing anything anyways all right i'm gonna get off of like that tangent but it just sparked my my thought while i was talking here uh to you uh the rest of like the portfolio does fluctuate here and there okay but xrp generally isn't going to fluctuate until we see some kind of market movement so it's going to sit there um i personally have said a million times like to people i believe that the elron project which is which is uh now multiverse x okay i believe that that coin that coin, each Elrond, each Elrond, and I know this is going to sound crazy when I tell you this, but I believe that with time, if the project doesn't fail or something strange happens with it or whatever, the Elrond project, the code, what's behind it, what it does and everything, that can be a thousand dollar coin. As a matter of fact, each Elrond can technically be like $2,000 without like really being like a, like a far stretch. So that's how I see it. So I'm not going to be getting in and out of, out of Elrond too much. I'm going to, I'm just going to warn you from now. I'll keep an eye on it. We got in at a good time. It's going to make some money when, if something bad is going to happen, what's going to happen is with Elrond, it's not going to be one of those bad things where it's like, you know, Hey, it just would drop to 17 cents, you know? No, it'll probably go from, you know, a couple hundred dollars or whatever it is at that time, and it'll start to drop down. And then at that point, you know, I'll be like, hey, man, we're going to get out or I'm going to get out at that point or whatever. But for now, I'm going to ride. So I'm considering it not like a long, super long term investment, but something I'm surfing. I'm riding it right now. I'm going to see it continue to go up. And at some point, I'll feel like the move is over. And when the move is over, then you know, it's over. So that's that. You can't get married to your cryptocurrencies and even projects like this. So like when I tell you, hey, I'm into the Yelron project or whatever, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it for right now. I like everything I like about it and everything like that. You know what else I'm into? I'm into Gala. I like Gala. Gala's good. That's a good project. That's something that's going to make us money. In the meantime, we're going to trade it a gazillion times. I mean, we'll get in and we'll get out and we'll get in and we'll get out on Gala and this and that or whatever. And overall, you know, we'll make money because sometimes we won't like hold gala for long times. Like sometimes we'll take our gala and trade it into something else into polka dot because polka dots moving up and then come back and pick up some more gala. Just cut dollar cost average it in as you go along, you know. So anyways, so that's uh, that's the, the case there. So anyways, I've changed the whole portfolio as it stands right now. 
Cartesi is 3% of my portfolio. Polygon's uh, 2%. Uh, I've got Cardano is now 11%. Elron, 15%. Uh, I'm not currently holding any Solana other than the Solana that I'm staking currently, which is separate from this portfolio. Uh, Solana's still going up and down and going up and down and going up and down. But for all intents and purposes, it's at $25. And it's moving there sideways. So no need to put any money in there anytime soon. Phantom is at 12 bucks. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry, at 12% of my portfolio. XRP, I'm still holding 7%. Uh, Polkadot uh, is 15% of my portfolio. Ethereum's holding 20%. Uh, I have 5% in USDT. Uh, actually, it's 4.7%. Then I have 0.3% Mayer, which is the platform, the uh, decentralized exchange for Elrond, uh, which is why I hold it. Gala, I've got 3%. Dag, I've got 1% again. Casper, 2%. Flux, I just picked up. This is a brand new coin. I just added it to our portfolio this morning. So take a look at it. It's Flux. It's available on KuCoin. If you don't have KuCoin, go to the uh, Tales from the Cryptocurrency uh, side site, which is CryptoLikeMe.com. Okay, you go to CryptoLikeMe.com, and I've got a sign-up link all the way down at the bottom for KuCoin. If you use that link, you will also get a reward uh, for using it, okay? Uh, and then AVAX, I'm currently holding 5% of my portfolio, and I'm not looking to get out of AVAX. I will be dumping AVAX soon, by the way, and I'm going to dump it at around $22. So right now it's at $2106, so I'm just waiting for that dollar more to go up, and then I'll see. I mean, if it's going to continue to ride once it gets to twenty two dollars, I'm going to start to look for an exit point. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so keep that in the back of your head too, uh, as well, because that's uh, going to be an eleven percent move from when I picked it up, and I'm good with that. Uh, and I'm ready to take some of that Avax money and put it into another project, uh, maybe even just Elron, uh, depending on what's going on uh, for the rest of the week. So I'll be making some moves this week. There'll be some money getting moved around. Make sure that you're in there. Make sure that when you do it, that you use a convert tab up at the top of your Coinbase uh, of your Coinbase account. And by the way, uh, some people have asked me, what's the flow? How do you do this? How do you get it in? When does it go to KuCoin? How do you get it into this and that and whatever and all that kind of stuff? What if you start with cash or all of that kind of stuff? So here's, here's what I suggest that you do. Let's say that you do start with cash, okay? Let's say that you're going to start with cash. Then here's what I say. Set yourself up a Chime account, okay? Chime is a bank account that you can set up online. It's an online bank, okay? You set yourself up an, uh, you set yourself up an account there, okay? Uh, and then you also have your Coinbase account. Okay, so here's what you can do. If you are a I am starting with cash in my hand kind of dude, then you take the cash that's in your hand and you walk your ass over to Walgreens. And when you go to Walgreens for zero money, it doesn't cost you anything, like no fee, no fee whatsoever. You just walk over to Walgreens and Walgreens is the bank for Chime. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't know that. When you walk into Walgreens, you say, I'm going to load $500 onto my Chime card. And they smile and say, swipe your card, and you swipe your card, and you give the lady $500, and she loads $500 onto your card. Not $495, no, $500. $100. That's right. Okay. So now you take your $500 that's in Chime and you transfer that to Coinbase. So you go to Coinbase and you add your Chime account on as a, uh, as your method of, of, of banking. Okay. So, uh, so the money goes from Walgreens to Chime, and then from Chime, you put it in a Coinbase, and then you do all the kooky trading that I tell you to do on Coinbase with those coins there, until you have some money that you think you're getting serious with. And then what you can do is that you take that money and you transfer it over to KuCoin. 
Why on KuCoin should you be doing most of your trading? Well, because on KuCoin you can set alerts, man. You can set like uh, you can set buy orders and you can set market orders and you can sell sell orders and whatever you want to set. You can set so you can set that stuff there. So when I tell you, hey, sell it at fifty two dollars, which I rarely do or whatever, but anyways, if I do tell you, sell it at fifty two dollars then uh, you can set, so you can go to sleep. What I like to do is set like orders, you know, just in case uh, while I'm sleeping, the market starts to go, you know, the other way, uh, then I can get out. But I'm only going to be doing that if I'm really like in and out like fast. But most of the times, guys, when I tell you to make a move, you have like four or five hours. You can go to sleep and make it the next day. You're going to lose like $10, $15 on that. So... I guess if you're, I guess if you're trading a hundred dollars, it makes a big difference, you know, because it could eat up a lot of your profits. But if you're trading more than ten thousand dollars, it it really doesn't matter, you know. You can you can I I can tell you to make the move, and then you can go to sleep, and in the morning you're gonna be like, holy shit, Tony made a move, and I missed it because I was sleeping or whatever. And if you make the move, then you're gonna be fine. Because that's why it's in my portfolio. The coin wouldn't be... The worst thing that can happen is like you went to sleep and I got completely out of a coin. And I was like, I'm out of like this coin or whatever forever or whatever. But... I'm not going to ever do that. If I close the position, most likely I believe that the position is circular. It's going to be, it's going up, it's going down, it's going up, it's going down, and it's doing that in a range. So what happened is you didn't miss the position. You didn't miss like all the profits. You missed the cycle. So you're going to wait now. Your move is to wait until it goes back down to like where I tell, you know, people, when I tell people, buy, buy, you know, Casper again or whatever, like I did today. Okay. Or, all right. So you buy it and you use your dollar cost average money at that point, And you consider that you're already in with the money that you had before. You're already in on Casper because you didn't, you didn't get out of it the last time. You're still in it. So now, now when I say let's get out and go to USDT or let's get out and go to Gala or whatever, then hopefully you're not sleeping at that time. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, a lot of like the late night trading, a lot of that happens because a lot of the times the big moves happen as the overseas market kicks on. Now, when's the overseas market kick on? When we're sleeping, right? So a lot of times you got to like know that if you're getting into this game, you got to kind of know it. And that doesn't mean that you have to stay up now and drink coffee like I do all night long or whatever this or that. Uh, but what it does mean is that you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of it. You have to know that this is like a thing in the market. So there are going to be times that you go to sleep and the market missed and okay, you can look at it as you missed the cycle. It's not the end of the world. Okay. You just missed out on a little bit of money. Don't get greedy. You you might have other moves that you make, whatever, on that day. Uh, maybe you get out of, like, your L run because that's on time or whatever, this or that. Or uh, the market went against me, what I said or whatever, and now you're sitting in a beautiful position. So you can always, like, take, and, take a look at that too, you know. I mean, we're very, very, very accurate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie that I get shocked as accurate as we are, okay. I'm, not, I'm absolutely not going to lie. Most of the times... Uh, I get freaked out. Most of the times I, when I make like a claim, like I did the other day, you know, on TikTok where I was like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And by this time, you don't think that I sweat that out. And that I know that if I'm like wrong, that people are going to come after me and people are going to say that I'm like full of shit and this and that or whatever. TikTok's relentless, man. And I'm in all the spaces on Twitter too. You know what they do to Twitter on you? If you're even like a little bit wrong, it's, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. The trolling. And here's the thing. We don't get trolled because it's like, honestly, like we're, we're fairly right. I mean, like, that's like the thing. And the market does move up and down or whatever. So I'll even say that, like, we're, we're, we're right within, like, you know, like, a, like a, 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 an above average percentage, you know, like of time. And it shocks me. It shocks me, too. Sometimes it scares me. Honestly, sometimes I, I feel like I don't put enough of my money in, like, almost like I don't believe in, like, a lot of, like, my own project or whatever. But, but it's like, it's so scary because sometimes it's like, holy shit, what's this thing telling, you know, it's saying that this is going to happen by such and such a time and if you really did bet on that and go long on it and like etc or whatever i mean like holy crap like the kind of money would be life-changing right but anyways i'm not really after that 
What I'm after here is like mastering. This is like a game. Cryptocurrency is a game. And what I want to do is master the game, right? To be able to really understand the market, what's going on, what's doing, what's going to drive it, how, how it moves, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That's really what I'm learning from the AI, which is like one of the, one of the great things. And it is actually making me a better trader, which is what I want to share with you guys, because this is knowledge that like, ultimately, even if like the AIs go away someday or whatever, this or that, this is something that we can carry with us and you can look and you can be like, Hey, I know like how the market moves because we've been in on it for such a, you know, for such a long time. So, uh, that's one of the main advantages of like AI trading is getting to see a little bit of like what's actually influencing the market. And the reason that you can see it isn't because the AI is doing it or whatever, but it's because I have data charts that indicate it, you know, that's like one of like the cool things about it. So we can then take that stuff and use it to program other AI that just gets better at trading. And so and that's what I like to do during the day. So during the day, I work on, on obviously, you know, coding stuff and that kind of thing uh, to make my projects better, to make other people's projects better uh, and that kind of thing. But when I have time, what I like to work on is AI, you know, and that's like what I, what I do as a hobby, I guess you can, you can say. All right. So guys, I wanted to cover with you real quick. Uh, um, and this will be like the last thing. Cause I, I know you guys keep harping on me about keeping the podcast short, please keep it short, please keep it short, but we have stuff to, to cover. So I'm going to give you now, uh, what I think the prices can be for the week. Okay. What they can be if we see good things. Um, if we see good things, then we, could see Bitcoin get to 28,000. That's going to be like a big, big week. Okay. We're going to get super duper happy. That would be towards the end of the week. If not, maybe into next week, if things continue positive for it to happen this way, we need to see Bitcoin close above 25,111. If it does it today, there's a good, good chance that we'll see 28,000. If it does it tomorrow, then there'll be a good chance we see 28,000. If it does it the day after that, then most likely we're not going to see 28,000, but we'll see some crazy good movement, like up fours, maybe up above 26 or something like that. Okay. So that's like what it has to happen. And that's like, like the time frame. So today, if we see 25,111, Okay, for four hours or more, you can expect by, that by the end of the week, the market's going to catch fire. Bitcoin will be at 28,000. All of our alts will be like on fire. The portfolios will be on fire. I'll be doing like crazy ass videos all the time on TikTok and all of that kind of shit. It'll just be like an insane week. Okay, that's one of the possibilities. If that happens and those are the things, what are we going to see? We're going to see dot go to like eight. We're going to see dot go to eight bucks. Okay polka dot uh we're gonna see casper probably go to 42 cents we're gonna see cartesi at like 20 21 cents uh xrp uh will probably move up as well uh we'll probably see flux at like 93 cents the like the one that we just got into um We'll see then probably Elrond like at $60 and all of that kind of stuff. And it'll just be like an insanely good week for us, man. All right. So it'll be cool. Now, if, uh, if it goes the other way, what's, what's the other way? Uh, a four hour close below 23,555. Okay. If we see a, a four hour close be t below 23,555, then we are definitely, we can almost bet on it that it's going to drop to 22,800. Is that the end of the world? Is that going to be the end of the world? Is that it? No, no, it's not. Because actually what the charts are showing that is that there has to be a bounce to 22,800 here at some point. So actually what we're writing right now is actually like a false. It's like a bull trap is like what we're doing, but we're writing it to make some money. Okay. But eventually what has to happen here is that at some point, if this doesn't happen today, where it's like the 25-1-1-1 move, if that doesn't happen by today and tomorrow, then we're going to see a decline down to like 24,500. That's the first thing that's going to happen. And then when we see 24,500, if we hang there for like four hours, then it's going to go to 23,500. And if we see 23,500 for five hours, that's the death cross. At that point, we're going to see 22,800, uh, almost 100% guaranteed, guaranteed. And there is bullish divergence on the market that is showing this. So you are going to hear every single YouTuber talking about 22,800 this week. Okay, that's how it can happen. 
Okay, so I explained to you what can actually happen. This is what they're seeing. Okay, what they're not seeing is that there's an indicator of uh, FOMC news that's coming out in two days. Most likely, that's going to have like a positive kick. If it has a positive kick, it drives the market. And if it drives the market and the market's been running from today, then that's what's going to drive that move to 28. So the bots are indicating right now yellow. They're indicating yellow. Okay, not red, but the yellow is heading towards the green, which means that it looks like there's not that much of uh, bad news in the market. It looks like there's things that could come out that uh, would help Bitcoin along, even though there's regulation talk and stuff like that. Sometimes things going stale for a little bit is good for the market as a whole. If Bitcoin starts to move sideways, altcoins are going to kick on because there's tons of pressure there. If that pressure doesn't catch there, it's going to go to Bitcoin. And if it goes to Bitcoin, it's going to drive the price up. When it drives the price up, all of your Momo friends that don't listen to the podcast and all that kind of stuff, they're going to hear that big that Bitcoin's going up, the prices are going up on everything, and they're going to start to buy into all the altcoins that we're already in on now, so from today, and then that's going to drive the price of our altcoins, and we'll trail behind the price of Bitcoin. So that's what we're doing for the week. That's our move, okay, uh, for that, uh, and those are the projected prices uh, for, the, for the week as well, okay? Um, guys, uh, I wanted to continue to, uh, from KuCoin. Uh, so what do you do? Like, just because you, you can set trade alerts and KuCoin and all of that kind of stuff or whatever, uh, do you keep it there afterwards? No. Okay. Only keep it there until you have enough money to pull it off in the form of Ethereum or Bitcoin. And as soon as you have enough money to pull it off in the form of Ethereum and Bitcoin, and you can rinse and repeat your, your process, do that. Okay, I know that people say about like, what, what about compounding above and beyond? Listen, compound small, compound small to get to something to buy one ether, one ether. Okay, buy an ether and take it off. And you're going to see how good that feels to say like, hey, I own an ether. I own a whole one. I own a whole Ethereum. Okay? So you'll do that. And if you do that 10 times because you compounded with like your little money or whatever this or that, then you own 10 Ethereum. At 28 Ethereum, you're basically a part of the company. You can put it up there. You stake it. They start giving you Ethereum after that. You know, just based on the fact that you hold so much of it, you hold enough of it that you're staking them. You're letting them use it to make their validations. Okay? And once they do that, well, they decide to pay you some back and you start making some from Ethereum. So that's what you can do when you have 28 of them and if you pull them off one at a time one at a time one at a time one at a time and kucoin goes to hell what happens to kucoin ah the chinese government ah whatever kucoin gone okay what happened it doesn't matter all of your ethereum was in your wallet you lost 1400 bucks okay and you you and i are going to sit back over coffee and say like hey did you see what happened to kucoin yeah man oh yeah i lost all my money what was all your money two thousand dollars or something like that all right. Yeah, that's fine. And then we're going to move on from there. I'm going to tell you the new exchange is Mizo Weasel Exchange. And we're going to go to Mizo Weasel Exchange and we're going to trade because now they're giving the good rate and they're doing this and that. And we're pulling off our money and we're keeping it safe. Okay. So that's how we do it, man. Don't, don't be a Momo. Don't keep like your money. Don't keep your money on an exchange and be like, oh, well, I got $20,000. So I'm going to go and trade $20,000. No. Do your Ethereum. Start pulling Ethereum off as you can do it, okay, because it's a little bit. And then take your Ethereum when you have enough Ethereum, when you're already staking Ethereum and stuff like that. Get into the big boy. Get into Bitcoin. Start pulling Bitcoin off, all right? And turn your some of your Ethereum. People will happily trade Ethereum for Bitcoin at any time, all right? You can just do it, okay? There's exchanges that'll do it for you. you I'll do it for you, okay? All right, so if you got enough Ethereum, you come talk to me, and I'll give you a wallet address, and we'll, we'll exchange some for some, okay? So that's that. You can always find somebody that's going to trade your Ethereum for Bitcoin. I'm not going to trade a piece of a Bitcoin, okay? You got to come. You got to come, all right? You got to come with like the big stuff and then we'll talk. But that's like how you do it eventually. All right. So the idea is trade it on the exchanges, keep a little bit of money on the exchanges, but then pull it off, man. Pull it off and keep it safe in your own wallets and send it to wherever you want to send it that's going to keep it off. If you keep it on an exchange, then what's going to happen? What are you setting yourself up for? You're setting up you're setting yourself up for a loss, okay? And and also when you go to a, when you go to stake, by the way, okay, when you go to stake your Ethereum, for God's sake, stake it with Ethereum. Okay, just stake it with a third go. If you do it right and you're doing the right thing, you have enough. 
You have enough. So go talk to Ethereum and do it with Ethereum and take whatever rate they give you at the time of their their process. Okay. You know what happens if you go to like, uh, you know, famous Uncle Ed's decentralized exchange, the home of the 17,000 X guaranteed return, you know, okay, you're setting yourself up for a proctology exam. All right. With a, and, and, and on the day of the proctology exam, he's got none of like the soft gloves and he's got none of like the cream or whatever. All right. He's got a gardening glove, a gardening glove. And his hobby is he gardens cactus. All right. And now it's your turn. Okay, because you know why? Because you're a Momo, and you set yourself up, and you you thought 17,000 gazillion X guaranteed return was something that was going to uh, be a good thing to do with your Ethereum. Okay? Don't come crying to me. You're a Momo. Take your Ethereum, and take it to Ethereum, and do business with them. And take your Bitcoin, and store it on a Bitcoin wallet that you got from Bitcoin. Rather than like, you know, some other fancy wallet or actually tell you the truth, Tracer, you can put it on Tracer. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's the same thing. You're just taking it off. You're putting it on, you're putting it on a flash drive. Okay. On a secure flash drive. That's what that is. Okay. All right. So you could do, you could do that. That's, that's a hundred percent legit. So when I tell you, put it on a paper wallet or whatever, if you're working, you know, with, with Tracer or anything similar to that, that you bought directly from the company, not on Amazon, from a package that's been open because you got it for $17. I hear these stories, man. This is why it makes me crazy. Somebody's going like, to call me and tell me that, like, I put my money on a tracer and it was gone. I bought it from, like, some dude on Craigslist. Of course. You're a dummy. Anyways, okay. I'm going to get off of it, all right? So I'm going to come back because now my blood pressure is high. So I'm going to go. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go have a cup of coffee. I'm going to come back. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about Ethereum. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to even talk about Ethereum. We already talked about that. When when I come back, I'm going to talk about MetaHedge. We got some stuff going on at MetaHedge, some cool stuff, okay? So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, and after I talk about MetaHedge, then I'm going to cover our new altcoin from the crypt. What is it? Uh, well, today I'm going to talk a little bit about Fetch AI, okay? And that's what I want to talk about because uh, artificial intelligence uh, cryptocurrencies are going to be the future. So I want to talk to you about that. And uh, and I also want to talk to you about a, a well, I don't know. Mm. I might talk to you about something really cool. I might talk to you about it, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. So anyway, I got to check it out over the break, see if I'm allowed to talk about it. And if I'm allowed to talk about it, then I will talk about it with you. All right, guys, I'll be right back. So hang in there. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt. And what's new at MetaHedge? Okay, guys, we are back from break. All right. So uh, today we have a, like a lot of cool things to talk about at MetaHedge. Number one, we've completed the name, image, and likeness platform only legends. And uh, we're currently awaiting approval on our licensing from our casino partner, that's right, to begin accepting fantasy sports action and sportsbook action in the areas of professional sports and college sports by using cryptocurrency as a method of settlement. Now, I know that sounds like huge, and it is, uh, but in addition to the gaming aspect of the platform where you can build fantasy college teams, and in the future, you'll be able to play your fantasy college team against the current NFL teams for prizes. So this is like a a, a concept that I came up with uh, a long time ago, and what basically happens is is that through the platform, um, you can support young uh, college players and you can support young uh, high school players, as a matter of fact, because there's two separate aspects to the platform. But on the college side, basically, you can support the NFL player by purchasing an NFT that represents his name, image and likeness. There's also a line of merchandise that goes along with this in the school colors uh, with the name only legends on the front. And uh, there's a tennis shoe line that goes along and a sports memorabilia and gear line as well that goes along for each player uh so each player has like a representation package and uh people can go to uh the player's uh basic representational profile and uh from there they can purchase nfts 
they can purchase some of their gear and all of that kind of stuff to help support the player along the way uh while they're while they're on their on their school you know on their schooling and and that kind of stuff sometimes players don't get like the money and the and the the you know a lot of the the support that they should get from the beginning when they're starting to play when their career is young right uh they don't get a lot of the support that they have once they become famous and all that kind of stuff uh then of course they do so the concept here is to is to help them along the way and I'll cover that a little bit more in detail but uh, for the gaming aspect of it <clears throat> The idea of putting your own fantasy sports college teams against the uh, fantasy against the actual NFL teams or uh, MLB teams and et cetera and all that kind of stuff is a concept that I came up with like a long time ago, and then putting uh, using NFTs in in essence like they were baseball cards to build your teams uh, that way. Okay, so that's that's one of the uh, one of the major things. I guess the the theory behind the gameplay is can you scout a better team than the NFL can, right? Or the MLB can, and that kind of thing, and put it together. And it's based on real-life data that we'll be getting from our casino partners, uh, it seems, at this at this moment. And uh, then we will, we will uh, go from there. So let's see how all of that works out. If it works out uh, great, which it seems like right now everything is going because we're actually in the last step of this, really, is, which is if we get the licensing for this, then um, we already have a connection for all of like the players who's going to get us the contracts for the players and all that kind of stuff because we've already been in contact with those people as we've said in the past and there are partners on this project so uh this looks very very promising for meta hedge uh i don't want i'm not even gonna lie uh i i can't contain i honestly can't contain my excitement over the project because the project is not only is it cool because it's an interesting project from the blockchain development space uh, point of view, but it really changes players' lives. You know, it puts the power of like of the money uh, for their support into their hands without them having to like sign on to like a free agency or anything like right away where uh, they were being promised, you know, certain things for, for things in the future. A player can set up their profile. You can go take a look at it as a, as a potential, you know, scout. Uh, for this player, you could take a look at his profile, see what he's doing, take a look at the videos of his last gameplay, uh, his social media posts that he's putting up on the site. You get a, you get a chance, you get access to all of that. And then if you decide you buy his NFT, once you buy his, his NFT, then you're supporting him directly, you know, and he can use that money for education. He can use that money, uh, for general living expenses. Uh, he can use it, you know, for whatever it takes to, to, to keep the player afloat while he's in college, uh, so that he can make it to the NFL or make it to, to wherever, you know, to wherever they're, they're going and that kind of thing. So, uh, I guess the site really allowing for the NFT sales of like the college players and high school players and the representation of each player's game memorabilia and the opportunity for those players to raise funds for education, living expenses and general care by using the platform to sell their NFTs that become collectible. Uh, I think that that's pretty novel. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's something cool. And then the fact that you build your own fantasy teams by owning NFTs. So it entices you to buy NFTs. And then if your NFTs, your collection makes money. If your collection starts beating the NFL teams and that kind of stuff, then you start making money in the form of cryptocurrency. So it's all very cool. And while you're there on the weekends, you know, checking out your, your fantasy team and this and that or whatever, you can place bets on the actual action that, that is going on. You know, you can place bets there and place them in cryptocurrency or in fiat or you could do them on PayPal. You could do it however you want which is like one of the cool things a long time ago, I was developing things like, you know, just for like the Solana platform and that kind of stuff. But like now, I mean, now what's, what's really happening with web three is that we're doing like web integration, right? So a long time ago, we talked about meta hedge being like one coin for like every platform. And that's like what we're doing now. So now, now what we're kind of like getting into is instead of just being like a Solana thing, you know, yeah, we're a Solana thing, Ron, that's, that's our ledger. That's how we keep our books straight is Solana. 
But uh, as a reality for all of our platforms and stuff like that, we're using Coinbase Wallet now. That's the most popular wallet in the world, not Phantom Wallet, you know. So, I mean, Coinbase is the most. So uh, once you have access, and which we do, to the, uh, to the Coinbase APIs, then uh, what we can do is we just connect those right into our platforms and we put those in there. The code's already been written for us. You know, we write it. I mean, we've written it already like, you know, two years ago we started working on this. So we've already transitioned from the fact that it's like, you know, just, just phantom. You know, like before it was like, hey, we're only going to use Phantom or whatever, this or that. You know, now we've actually gotten in contact and a lot of like the, the each, each cryptocurrency and each exchange is actually set up like their own things. So uh, sometimes we can just like take and, uh, and we can build our own wallets and then generate like, uh, generate exchange, exchange bridges between us and them. And well, that allows us to use Coinbase rather than just being limited to one wallet. Now we'll probably add, phantom wallet in there just so that we can accept meta payments in the future which will be one of like the the cool things but once meta goes on exchange too then you know god willing like with time we'll end up on coinbase and well then we can do away with the whole phantom wallet thing or whatever i guess altogether so Anyways, with that being said, it's not only like the Solana token anymore on there. Like now on all of our platforms, you could pay for basically anything in Bitcoin. You could pay for stuff in Dogecoin. You could pay for it in Shiba Inu. Anything that's on Coinbase, you could, I'll take it. We take it, you know, so, so that opens up a whole new world as well, for like for all of like our platforms. So when we say cryptocurrency payments now, we literally mean cryptocurrency payments, you know, and we have a couple of exchanges that you're going to see soon like that in action because that's actually getting ready to, to hit the market. So one of these, uh, this one here is, is obviously uh, one of those exchanges as well. And uh, speaking of exchanges, we would like to get on decentralized exchange and we would like to begin submitting our paperwork unfortunately uh with the amount of partners that have uh that have transitioned it's just not enough i mean we basically we almost have enough we almost have less partners uh on our new transition than like we did when we began so uh we need to get like you guys uh switching over so uh what we're going to do is we're going to extend the transition period another two weeks and we're hoping that right now about 25 of you guys have figured it 25 percent of you guys i'm sorry have figured it out and we're currently waiting on the rest of you guys to wake up and figure out how to do it we have plenty of information out there it's not that hard uh as well um so we have lines of communication open for you so just uh you got to do your part you got to reach out to us and and um then we can move on from there. Now, the people that have transitioned over have all sent out like their meta tokens, which is nice because we're starting to balance. So even like the people that haven't done it or whatever, well, we basically, you know, look like our wallet holders are still there. Now, ideally, we haven't had the growth that we wish to get by the by the airdrop, but uh, ideally that'll that'll happen. So anyways, we're extending the time to switch to March 15th instead of February 28th. So uh, we're giving everyone a couple more weeks to catch up and switch so if you've already switched over to the phantom wallet and have not sent out your meta tokens well then uh you, by now you've probably lost track of how many metas you you actually hold so uh so please please send send out your meta tokens send them to a family member make a new friend start a contest a contest whatever you have to do but please do it and if you don't do it, it doesn't help us, which in turn doesn't help you at all. So, uh, so please, uh, go ahead and, 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 sw and send out your tokens. I'd really like to get moving on the exchange portion of this. Most of like our work's already been done. We're kind of waiting on you guys. So, uh, please jump on it and, and start, start, uh, getting a move on. Okay. Uh, the other part of this is if you are a Meta Hedge partner and you are an artist, okay, uh, I would like to invite you to begin testing one of our platforms. It's uh, the Global Art Den platform, and it allows collectors and designers to meet in one space. You could chat, you could view gallery openings, you could trade, sell, and buy art all in one design marketplace that uses cryptocurrency, fiat, and digital forms of settlement. What else do you want? 
You know what I'm saying? So in addition, uh, the use of the platform is completely free by the artists because the purchase fees are all paid for by the customers. This platform is already a favorite amongst like the current test group. And now we want to expand it to the MetaHedge community. So drop me a line at CryptoKeeper2U if you are interested in a walkthrough. All right. Whether you do NFTs or whether you do any of like that uh cereal with macaroni shit bracelets or whatever that people do or whatever any kind of art that you do all right i want to talk to you as long as you're a partner okay and then uh, we'll get going we'll put you on uh, on our on our site and uh, you could start testing it you can see how easy it is to upload your products you can see how easy it is to get them into customers hands everything's been put together for you in one site right there and honestly it's really beautiful and we're really really excited about it as well so uh, we just want to get it tested before we make it a major uh, make a major announcement and actually start you know uh, what do you say? uh marketing it okay before we put any effort into marketing it uh that's what i would like to do by the way one of like the cool things uh that you can do on the platform is is um is that once you list your art you can list your art for sale and that kind of thing and then if uh it doesn't sell you can set it for auction and uh, that will help as well okay uh so just give me a call on that and that uh of course will will help out hey another thing uh here um before i go on to talk about fetch ai which is going to be our our cryptocurrency from or our yeah our, our our altcoin from the crypt for the day uh the meta tokens burn is about to begin all right so we are going to begin uh burning the metas token that's the m e t a dollar sign token that many of you have in your wallets if you are a meta hedge partner it is the original token that we handed out so what we will be doing is there there currently is 18 billion of that token uh, available not all of it is in circulation much of it is in the reserves i hold much of it which makes me the grand sultani of metas but uh anyways what i am going to do in an effort to uh balance the you know make some economic balance uh, for the company so that it doesn't look like I could just wipe everybody out every single second of the day or whatever is I am going to begin burning many billions of my metas tokens and tokens that are in the company wallets. I hope to do this this week to get rid of them. And then what I will do is that I'm going to put out for vote how many tokens do you guys think, as partners, that I should keep in governance uh, for uh, the 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 company? So, like, you guys are actually going to get, I guess, to decide on how much of the company uh, I am going to hold uh, overall as uh, in, as an effort to make decisions so i'm going to come up with a number and then you guys will vote on that and then that will bring the voting power of the company into balance which means that we should all have you know equal governance over the company uh and i should have a little more power than the group as a whole being that it's my project but uh we should come to some kind of agreement where um you know the group and myself could vote on things and agree or disagree but have equity as we vote okay and that's what i want as we move forward in the company so i don't want i don't want it to be uh where you know you guys can all vote on an issue and if you all vote one way i can just pay my way out of it if it's something that i don't want to do by just uh you know having more tokens than everybody so being something that i can do so uh the purpose of the burn is to bring that into balance the voting equity of the company first it also honestly provides me like a little bit of a dry run because this is something that we will eventually do with the meta token before we go on decentralized exchange so uh we need a little bit of experience in running a burn so i am going to do this uh for us now being that 
the burn structure was not built into the original token. We are going to do it manually. Uh, the new meta token, when it goes on exchange, will have its own burn rate uh, as it goes along once a period of mass circulation has been reached. So we don't produce any new meta tokens. So there's only 18 billion in circulation, but 18 billion is a shit ton of circulation, circulatory tokens so in order to bring that into balance in the future then we will offer a public sale we will offer liquidity into the thing and then what we will do is that we will begin burning tokens because the company will continue to add liquidity to the tokens and continue to add liquidity and liquidity and liquidity to the tokens week after week after week after week at that point we won't be doing the staking payments anymore, you see, because what will happen is that the token will become more and more valuable week after week is what will actually happen. So that's the that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is that everybody will be holding tokens. The company will be making money. The money will be getting deposited into our liquidity pools. And then like the, to the to price of the token constantly goes up because we burn our reserves. And when we burn our reserves, then there might be a split. So my idea, my goal in the in the future is to see the meta token fractionalize, which is why we have it like this. So eventually the holders will be like, there is no way in the world I will sell you a full meta. I will sell you a piece of a meta for a lot of money. And then hopefully that's like, you know, what happens. That's our future in the future. As we continue, all the platforms start to make money and, you know, our, the, the coin goes on decentralized exchange and there's a demand for it. And we exchange it for services that are provided by the company and the forms of security and maintaining our own data, you know, and, and securing our own data and offering our own data for sale, you know, to companies rather than companies taking our data. So these are the things that we're involved with at MetaHedge and, you know, it's it's a bright future. I mean, it's a bright future. So. So anyways, uh, I'm going to talk about the actual power structure of, uh, of what's, of, you know, all of this and, and, uh, and what it has to do and what it means for MetaHedge. And I'll cover it in detail in the next podcast, because this is already getting a little bit long. And like I said, I'm trying to keep them short for you guys. So I'm going to now talk about our altcoin from the crypt. So here is the introduction to altcoin from the crypt. Do 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 altcoins from the crypt by the crypt keeper. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about Fetch AI. And the reason I'm going to talk about Fetch AI after I give you like this whole thing, I know mostly I talk about like products that are going to end up on my portfolio like very, very soon. So what I don't want you to do with this is I don't want you to go out and buy it. Uh, the reason being is because it's not prime. And number two, I really don't think it's like this insanely good project. Okay. But I want to start covering some AI projects and this is a good place to start. And the reason for it is because the price of fetch AI has risen over almost 10% in the last week or so. So the price also has declined 1.9% uh, as I'm looking for at it in the last 24 hours. So uh, for Fetch AI, their token is called FET, that's F-E-T. And overall, uh, Fetch is 65% uh, below its all-time high of $1.19 right now. So you can see why I'm not overly excited about Fetch AI. They also don't have like any super duper incredible news that has been uh that's been launched lately but overall uh fet is an ethereum based token that powers fetch ai and it's a decentralized machine learning platform for applications such as asset trading gig economy work and energy grid optimization fetch ai's first decentralized finance application helps uniswap users automate trading according to predefined conditions. So what are they in the business of currently? Well, trade bots. That's like what they do. And since we have a trade bot, I thought it would be fun to talk about Fetch AI and what they do, because it's very similar to what MetaHedge is doing in a lot of ways. So 
This will give you some, some, you know, I've talked about Ocean's Protocol that kind of gives you a little bit of like an overview of like how MetaHedge was set up. And this kind of like is like a project that like MetaHedge is involved in. Just we have our own version of what's going on with this. And we also don't tokenize it, which is something that I'll be talking about in the future, because in the future we will be talking about uh, tokenizing our bots uh, as they begin making more and more money. It would only make sense that we take those things and put them behind a paywall and that we offer some kind of marketplace where people could go and get second-by-second updates, right? I mean, that's the future of it. Right now, I give it away on TikTok. That's what I'm doing, but that's not. I don't give a shit about TikTok. I'm not not trying to be a TikToker or anything of the sort. I'm doing it there because it gathers people and lets people know that, like, hey, these bots that this guy created, this is a real thing. And the reason I put it on TikTok and Twitter is because if I'm ever wrong or anything like that, the amount of trolling and all that kind of stuff just becomes, like, outrageous and people would know that, like, hey, okay, maybe it's, we move on to another project, right? But that's not the case. The case is that like, we are right. So we have an actual product and the product is good. So eventually what we'll do is I will put it behind a paywall and guess what we'll do? That money will start getting funneled into our liquidity pools as well for meta hedge holders. So anyways, with that being said, Fetch AI is a blockchain, obviously, based artificial intelligence uh, and machine learning platform. And Fetch AI seeks to provide AI platforms with services that allow anybody to build and deploy AI at scale at any time and from any location. The platform aims to be decentralized digital model of the actual world in which autonomous software agents conduct productive economic activities. This implies that users can utilize the Fetch AI platform to accomplish tasks such as distributing data or offering services and compensated with and be compensated, I'm sorry, with digital currency in the form of Fetch tokens, which are FET for their efforts. So in simpler words, Fetch AI is a platform that aims to connect devices and enable the creation of markets to add value to the data. All right. So with that being said, according to the website uh, that they have, Fetch AI aims to make a truly autonomous uh, decision-making platform. This autonomy is achieved with a decentralized network that supports an ecosystem of various, in quotations, agents that seek, negotiate, and trade in an economic internet. The platform defines an autonomous economic agent, or AEA as it's called, as an intelligent agent, which is basically a Python-based development suite. Consider it like uh, Word for Python or something of the sort, okay? Uh, Functioning on behalf of its owner with minimal and no intervention to generate economic value for its owner. In addition, Fetch AI aims to link agents with value and users who need that value. The agents are digital entities representing data, service, hardware, individuals, or infrastructure, infrastructure elements. They make the decision for themselves as well as individuals, enterprises, governments, and many other stakeholders. Accordingly, the platform states that the users can digitize themselves or their businesses by claiming a digital twin. As Fetch AI refers to them, the digital twin is a personal agent who tries to improve users' lives to automate decision-making and regular chores. The agent learns from the user and their close connections. This is integral and what's going on now in the automotive industry, guys, okay? So this is why this is kind of like a big deal, but we're keeping an eye on it right now, all right? So further, Fetch aims to solve one of the major problems existing in the data industry at present. Data can't sell itself, so using Fetch AI, it is possible. In an environment that is continually reorganizing to make and manage tasks as uh, to make tasks as easy as possible, data is able to aggressively take advantage of every opportunity to exploit itself in the marketplace. The Internet of Things, which is utilized by Fetch, enables utilization of available short-term opportunities to sell the information they possess in existing as well as novel information and service markets. For instance. By simply relaying the activity of a windshield wiper and the windshield wiper activity, an agent in a vehicle is able to provide road and weather conditions, you see? So uh, so this is things that AI can do, 
and start to to maybe adjust you know the tire traction uh, and that kind of stuff so fetch token which is denoted as fat fet is an erc20 token by the way uh on the ethereum chain this token is a primary source of value exchange on the fetch network the fet token aims to function as an essential element for all network exchanges fat can be utilized for staking and as a mechanism for returning value to network participants all right uh so with that being said uh how are the tokens created to achieve a consensus, Fetch aims to employ a hybrid proof-of-stake uh, and proof-of-work mechanism. Further, new blocks are created using a standard POS protocol with a transaction order defined by the work done between the two blocks. Each new block created generates FET tokens and then divides them amongst the node that optimized the block and the leader who approved it. The miners and the leaders also earn fees from the transactions. The mining rewards are 15%. Those are distributed to those who perform the practical on-ledger computing and calculations for the consensus in order to optimize performance and generate trust for the network users. If that went over your head, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You just need to hear about it, okay? This isn't a big deal. Fetch is going to be a thing that we're going to talk about in the future. We might add it someday to our portfolio. It's not going to get added anytime soon. Not right now, anyways. But as uh, the network's collective... Uh, intelligence increases nodes seek to derive the majority of their value on fetch from delivering services to agents and vice versa so this demand and node wealth created by fulfilling it have a direct impact on the mining rewards and furthermore users may also stake fet tokens and receive incentives from across fetch ai so you can stake the tokens or you can actually have nodes on the token uh and that kind of thing currently uh there is a billion one billion one hundred fifty two thousand nine hundred ninety seven five hundred and seventy five fetch tokens in circulation and if you get one token then you will be one of those numbers in there okay so uh if you got 575 tokens then you would know that you're like the the end you're like the end of that line right there on the fetch tokens and they're worth uh currently around 40 cents so 575 tokens highly affordable okay all right so how do you buy them you can buy fetch tokens basically anywhere including on coinbase's centralized exchange uh which is where i'm getting most of this information from right now on fetch ai okay fetch ai is horribly down today and uh it looks like over the month it's going sideways is what's happening right now so who knows maybe it takes off and if it takes off it goes uh, back up to a dollar 16 right now would be a good time to pick it up so i'll take a little bit further look into it i'll see what the bots say i'm going to feed the data into the bots and see what this says see if it's anything fun maybe there's a short-term call here and we'll know about it okay but in the meantime that's the skinny on fetch ai and i am out of here with 29 minutes i let you guys go so if you don't do anything until the next time that we meet here just buy the a freaking dip this has been tales from the cryptocurrency our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about nfts cryptocurrencies how to invest and how to stay safe we hope you've enjoyed the show if you did make sure to smash the like button and leave a review even bad reviews help so please do it for questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show visit mymetahedge.com or send an email to cryptokeeper the number two the letter u at gmail.com join the facebook group at tales from the cryptocurrency and join Cryptony airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptony and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.